MotorCityGaming.com. Alive, surging up from the depths of the sea on a tidal wave of terror to wreak vengeance on mankind. Raging through the streets on a rampage of total destruction. The GameZilla Podcast. Is this the end of our civilization? Prepare for gaming domination. The mightiest monster of them all. Grimlock, the Dino Nine, and Jazzy Fiddle. GameZilla. Welcome to the GameZilla Podcast, your last line of defense in major gaming news. I'm your host, Grimlock, and with me in the Motor City Gaming Studios, which is the wrong studios, Jazzy Fiddle! <laughs> I can't even say the name right. You are a noob. I'm not gonna lie, I practiced a lot today while I was working on the uh, the studio upgrades, and I kept saying Motor City. I'm like, this is gonna come back to bite me in the ass. This is gonna come back to bite me in the ass, and there it was. Bitch in the ass. Oh, yep. we got a new studio, new location. It's two feet away from where the old one was. We've shifted the table. It's a whole new studio. <laughs> yeah, it is new. Yeah, this yeah, is the Gamezilla Media new. Studios. Yeah. yeah, that's what I meant to say. Gamezilla Media Studios. Or yeah, Gamezilla yeah. Studios. Or GZMS. Or GZS. Or. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, what about GZHQ? Well, coming at you from Gamezilla Headquarters. I like it. Gamezilla Headquarters. There we go. Moving forward. Rebranding the show on the fly. Moving forward. Anyways, welcome to episode 193 of the GameZilla Podcast with Jazzy Fiddle. Hi. Perfect. And, of course, our producer, the man, the myth, the legend, Deadite Knight. I believe I can fly. <laughs> spread, spread my wings and <laughs> I don't know the words. I don't even know if that was even. You know the words. You were just mumbling them, but you still had the words. He knows the words. Jazzy (laughs) Space Jam, y'all. R. Kelly, y'all. Jazzy, you know what time it is. Tell people how they can uh, help us along with continuing these great episodes of Games on Podcast. They're episodes, all right. Well, they can influence the podcast and get early access to all of GameZilla Media by supporting us on Patreon.com slash GameZilla Media. And for the love of God, do it. We need you to influence the show so that this right here doesn't happen. And by this, I mean... Deadite night <laughs> by by asking for the people's money and giving the people a voice and a choice. You know that will only make me more powerful because I am the people's champion. Let's be honest. We also really enjoy the Patreon ticker at the bottom yeah. where it says Jazzy sucks. And the next person that jumps on Patreon could do, could put their name could be Jazzy. So we got Jazzy sucks. Someone needs to be lots of dicks. <laughs> yeah, because it's in that order. So that next person, lots of dicks. And then we'll have Jazzy sucks lots of dicks since he wants to sit here and bash our producer. Oh, and then maybe I'll, I'll do one that's for money. So it says Jazzy sucks lots of dicks for money. Ah, <laughs> there there you go. There you go. Uh, you would have to actually spend money to become a patron. Though, so I, I, am, I am notoriously cheap. <laughs> All right. Well, let's uh, let's switch up some of this uh, audio and get into some team talk. Ah, Jazzy Fiddle's favorite song. Of all time. Let's start with him. Jazzy Fiddle, how the hell are you doing? Man, I'm doing great. So good. Okay. I've got a lot of great stuff that happened. First of all, my best friend in the whole world, Chops. Oh, nice. Oh. Started playing League of Legends. Well. It worked. 
did, surprisingly. I got rid of him. I didn't even think he cared about either of our friendships. Should I apologize so he comes back? Because we have no clue what we're doing. We know it's really bad. You and I will sink the ship. Oh, he's gotten back to throwing things. He's done so good because he's been so busy since Cable's been on hiatus. His hands have been busy. He hasn't been able to throw things. And yeah. now, I, now I automated everything, so y'all fucked. <laughs> yeah, Stream Deck, we should probably break that. <laughs> you leave, oh, you leave this baby alone. It's my favorite toy. Uh I, anyway, should, I used yeah. to be your favorite anyway. toy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. Anyways, Chops got to go to a really cool event through his work this weekend, and I'm super jealous that he got to go, but uh, he got to play some ARAM, so he wanted to learn how to play League of Legends. So he uh, came over to Grimm's house, and then uh, they called me up and got me in the old league, and we uh, ran through some practice ARAMs, and we were kind of teaching him uh, how to play League, and he picked it up really quick. Probably the fastest learner that we've had so far. I was shocked, actually. Yeah, at how well <laughs> I he's was doing. shocked at how well he did. And uh, maybe not as well at the actual tournament, but in the training. <laughs> yeah, in the training, yeah. he did really well. Um, so I'm super happy that he's on board. Hopefully, he keeps up with it. Um, and he brought me some cool swag back, so I can't be mad at that. Yeah. Um, other than that, we had access to the beta of Sea of Thieves, and oh my gosh, if you didn't get a chance to play the beta. You have till the 31st, so like you could rush maybe and play a little bit of it, but you have to get it on March 20th. You have to. It is the most fun I have had in a video game in months. Months. We're talking like four-player teams where we're shooting each other out of cannons and sinking other ships and trying to ram our ships into other ships in which we find out Sheriff of Patty, who was playing with us, decided to go hiatus, and we realized that he sprinted and dove off the front of our ship to try to jump onto their ship, completely missed, and then got eaten by a bunch of sharks. Ooh. So the, oh, game, the game's a blast. Yeah, the game and, and this is the beta where you can only do one thing. You there's literally yeah. only there's like three quests. That's it, and we're still having and we're still playing it multiple days, like We'll play it before the beta is over yet, you know, after this. And um, it just makes me, with all the rumors circling around all the other things that they're adding to the game and they're putting in the water and like the, uh, you know, you were talking about being underwater and hearing whale sounds. Well, now there's um, there's confirmation, um, not confirmation from Rare, but there's a lot of speculation, I should say, that those sounds are in there because they are adding whales to to the game. Oh man, and that's you know, so cool. There's there's rumors about about uh some sort of some uh sea monsters being added as well like a kraken where you could just be the unlucky get into that unlucky part of the sea and uh be in, in for quite a quite a battle. Yeah. Let's be honest, if they make a pirate game and there's not a giant squid that could destroy your ship, they've done it wrong. Yeah, 100%. So but yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. A lot of the things in the game that I like, too, is they've made it the most realistic in a cart. Obviously, it's in, like, the means of, like, a cartoon, right? Right. But they've made it the most realistic pirate game I've ever played. To the point where the water's the most beautiful water I've ever seen. To the point where I could see people getting seasick because of the way your boat rocks and your screen rocks and yeah, the, yeah. it's just crazy to I, did you get scurvy while you were playing over I the did weekend? not not mm. no yeah. but it's that, not that realistic yeah, that's no. not part of the beta okay. um, <laughs> <laughs> but 
to you pick up the quests and then they are riddles as to where the treasure chests are or yeah. a picture of an island and then you have to go down to your map and then look for an island that's shaped like that island and then you have to go up and just sail there. You don't have a little line that shows you where to go. You're going straight off a compass and whatever you can see in front of you. Yeah, it's really cool. You basically, it, it, they don't give you that that fake map in the corner like like a bunch of games do. You go down to this map, and then your friend holds their little mini-map of the quest, and you're like, oh, it kind of looks like a pear. Okay, and then you, so you go around this giant map of the overall world, and you go, all right, that looks like a pear. Zoom in. Uh, rock formations are the same. Okay, mark it. And let, someone can sit there and stare at that big map, and yes, technically they could see the boat moving and give you a, adjustments, but then, who's manning the sails? Who's manning the actual ship steering? Who's dropping the anchor? Loading the cannonballs into the into the cannons. So like, the, it's funny how much work it is just to sail across the water, and yet it's enjoyable. Like it's fun, yeah. and it's like you'll spend 15, 20 minutes if you have a big enough quest going across the map. Let alone if you run into another group, and then it's like you're in for a yeah. battle. And and you lose track of time when it happens. Sheriff and Grimlock and I got into a battle with this group, and I kid you not, we were battling them. We fought, we were like out of everything, and we're like at the very end of our all of our supplies, and we f finally take this ship down. Finally defeat them. Their ship sunk. They have to restart back at the island, so they're no longer going to be attacking us and bothering us. And then we realize, oh crap! Like we don't have any supplies. Our ship is sinking. So. I have to dive off of the ship, swim to an island that's nowhere near us to get wood planks so that we could patch the holes in our ship. Meanwhile, Grimlock and Sheriff are literally <laughs> taking buckets and just throwing it overboard to keep our ship afloat well, long well, enough for you, me to come back. Mind you, this is a four-man ship and there's only three of us, so <laughs> we have to go down two floors to scoop the water, run up two floors to throw the water back into the ocean. Nice. So we're rotating. I'm like, he's like, all right, I got one. I'm like, okay, I'm going down. And like, so we're just maintaining this level of water. We can't get it down until he brings wood planks back so we can patch the holes from the 40,000 cannonballs <laughs> yeah. that this two-man ship just laid yeah. into us. And we finally, I finally come back. I patch up the holes. We get all of the water out of the ship, and then we like take our breath of fresh air. And then we realized that that battle took 52 minutes. <laughs> oh man. We literally yeah. were battling them for an hour yeah. and it felt like 20 it felt like minutes. Yeah, that's like awesome. now mind you sometimes you'll the match the uh, fights go quicker but he they, that that duo was good they were good players. See it's it's interesting so it's it's well documented about me that I really like pirates. I find them really interesting. Um, it was just, I, I like the parts of the Caribbean movies. I, I'm just interested in the subject matter. I like the spirit of adventure that is pirating. And I have to say from talking to you guys, this is the first time in this life cycle of consoles that I have felt like I'm missing out on something by not being an Xbox owner. This yeah. is the very first time I'm like, I could probably find a couple hundred dollars to buy, <laughs> buy an Xbox and see a thieves, you know, I told you, you scheming. could just play it on PC. Yeah, but I really... We went over this last week, have almost no interest in playing video games on a computer that aren't like an RTS, basically. Yeah. And, you know, maybe I just have to start uh, scouring the pawn shop, see if I can find one on the cheap. <laughs> Dada, let me tell you this. You just borrow my extra one. 
There we go. There's problem. a flock of birds circling, and we're like, what the heck's that? So we go over there. We mm. realize that they're circling a sunken ship. Ooh. So we dive off our ship to go down there, and we find a treasure chest in the ship, a bunch of supplies. Well, while we're down there, because, you know, normally you jump off and you swim up to an island. I didn't even realize this before. You do- dove down there, and we're, like, going through the stuff, and all of a sudden your character, like, shaking, and, like, your health starts going down. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? Oh, there's a breathe mechanic, and I've held my breath too long, but they don't give you a meter showing you how much breath you have. You just have to memorize, like, how long you can hold your breath. Cool. So I'm, like, swimming to the top, like, trying to get to the top. My character gets to the top and does that whole, like, gay, like, <gasps> and I'm like, Grim, did you make it? And he's like, oh, yeah, I'm just down here eating bananas, getting my health back in the water. I'm like, what the heck? Yeah. I'm like, I ain't going back up until I get what I came down here for. So I got these bananas underwater. I'm eating them, and my health keeps going up and then ticking back down. I'm like, eat another one because I'm getting these wood planks because we need them. Uh, I'm taking these cannonballs. There was no chest down there, but still, yeah, that was really cool because the uh, sunken ship was also being uh, circled by sharks. So every time we came out to try to get back to the boat, it was was a battle because you can fight the sharks in the water. With your sword or gun or whatever, so. Well, I don't support that. Yeah, and, like, some of the sharks will come up to you, and they're badass sharks where they're, like, they got, like, arrows sticking out of them and shit, and they're all cut up, but, they're, but you know, they're, like, they've survived so many battles that they're just, like, the toughest of the uh, of the, of the the clan. I don't like any of that. Shark lives matter, guys. Yeah. Oh, I murdered. Oh, we, we got so pissed at the sharks. Oh, there we go. What did that come out of? Why did I hear that? And we might want to change that sound effect. Yeah. <laughs> Did that come out of your monitor? It might have came out of the monitor. For, for various uh, current events, we're going to want to change that one. I didn't even know that was the thing. Well, anyways, thanks for, for that. <laughs> thanks for that on Twitch. We're on Twitch. We're live on twitch.tv slash gamezilla media. Um, but um, we, st- we got so mad at the sharks and that sunken ship that we sat on top of our ship sniping them because what? we're like, <sighs> we're like, fuck you, Ethan. Fuck you, Deadeye. Man, I fuck love you. sharks. Makes me real sad. Yeah, Listen, I don't. I like sharks too, but now when they're trying to eat my ass in this game, yeah. Brando Calrissian fifty two. Thank you for the follow on Twitch. There we go. That sound effect came out of something. Did that come out of? Yep, it came out of my monitor. Hundred percent. I knew it. Hundred percent. And go do that. Not right often, but we can do that, that and uh, change that up. There we go. All right. But uh, yeah, it was a. Uh, Sea of Thieves was a lot of fun. Yeah. A lot of fun. If you got to play the beta, hopefully you enjoyed it. I I, I can 100% understand why some people didn't like it in the sense if you don't have a squad to run with, it's it's not a fun game. Playing that solo is not a fun game. And the uh the first night we went to play because we were going to stream it um this all all weekend. The first night we went to play, the servers went down. So we got a couple of people to hop in uh Buttmaster Caleb and the glitch. We got them to hop in and play some Fortnite with us. And we were doing all right in squads, you know, we were getting a couple kills, getting down to like, you know, seven or eight left, and then we, you know, would get picked off or something like that, and then we started to do a little worse, a little worse, and I'm like, all right, guys, like, let's just do something crazy to get this, like, funk out of our heads, so uh, I was like, Glitch, your call, we, we drop in the Wailing Woods, which is just this forest. So while these guys are all going to try to loot, I'm like, fuck it, I'm not looting. I'm just going to chop down the forest. No, we're not looting. We're, we're chopping down yeah. the forest, too. So, <laughs> yeah. Not every idea is Jazzy's idea. So, like, he, he's taking all the trees down, and we're landed in the middle of this of the woods is this giant bush fort. 
Mm-hmm. So for every two, for every ten swings that he takes for a tree, two swings takes a bush down, and gives me twelve wood. So we're circling this, unknowing that he's taking all these trees down. <laughs> so then eventually but, we come to where we're like, I got ninety nine, nine hundred ninety nine wood, guys. He's like so do I, so do I, so do I. And then all of a sudden we turn, and the glitch is just building a fort out of wood. Because because the woods is gone. It's just yeah. a field. It's just a field because we chopped the whole forest down. But by the time we like turn to look to see what the glitch is doing, he's already started building this fort. That's ginormous. It was a football, was a football field. Like he had built, <laughs> it was a single wall all the way around this giant rectangle. And so I was like, oh okay, I'm into that. So I just build a door inside, and I and I build the second line, the second ring of it. And then he, <laughs> so then I turn around as I'm building the second ring. He's building ramps and building the third ring. Yeah. We're like, well, we need we need we need multi multiple floors then. <laughs> so yeah. Jazzy's out. Jazzy's, Did you guys stream this? Can I go back and watch I re- this? I recorded oh, we it. Record I got it, it locally yep. recorded. Right. So so Jazzy, you know, we're running low on wood because that's how big this thing is. <laughs> Mind you, the circle never moves. It just keeps shrinking on us, so we don't have to move. Yeah. So like, fuck it, keep building. Jazzy, keep knocking trees down in case when we run out of wood, we'll run outside, we'll grab more wood and come back in. So... Three floors later, multiple levels, sniper windows, different types of roof titles. The game ends, the circle ends on the fort. I can't believe how lucky (laughs) this was. So we're all in the fort, and it comes down to us versus another squad. And (laughs) I'm sorry, us versus two other squads. Yep. And basically we had someone launch pad themselves, their whole squad launch pad themselves into the air, into our fort, because we didn't build it tall enough. And then they take us all out, and then they win from our fort. And I was like, "You guys are welcome. <laughs> yeah. You're welcome." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, uh, that's straight up yeah. disrespect. They came and crapped in, yeah. crapped on you in your own we house. Had, we had so much fun during that game, not trying, mind not you. trying yeah. at all, that we decided for we played probably three or four rounds after that. We decided that every time we were dropping at Wailing Woods, we're, doing we're the, just chopping the doing forest the down and then building some crazy Except fort, changing so, the yeah. design. So the next one we take. These four four wall single wall pillars, and each one of us build as high as we could build it up, and then we just build bridges to it. So we just have this like four tower like fort. It's like skyscraper <laughs> yeah, because we knew because if you connect the pillars anywhere, even in the sky, you would have to take all four pillars down for the entire thing to fall because they're yeah. technically connected. So we built these pillars above the tree lines, all the way up above the tree lines, and then we built this giant platform up there. And we just sat up there. And again, the circle closed on us. And I was like, what's going on? So, uh, th- yeah, we, we had a, a ton of fun building just obnoxious forts. And the problem was, is, like, we'd all have, like, one gun. Or like at one point, <laughs> ja- at one point we're thirty-two minutes into the game, and Jazzy's like, "I'm not gonna lie, guys, I still don't have a gun, <laughs> but we're still alive and we're having fun, so fuck it." Uh, <laughs> What's yeah, up, Sean on Twitch? What's going on, man? <clears throat> but uh, yeah, it was. Um, like it was I, I enjoyed the most fun I've had in Fortnite yeah, ever. I enjoy Fortnite a lot, but man, was that a fun night! Like I will do that again. And filming it was so cool because we when when the time came on a couple runs where we had to leave the woods because the circle did fall outside. Yeah. We I would run I'd run away staring at the fort because it was so impressive. I just would run and I was recording it, so I'm like, holy hell! Like. We, I knew it was big, but until you get back on the ground, mind you, getting on the ground is difficult because you're so high in the air that you got to figure out how to get back down without dying. So, like, once we got back down and we, like, looked at it, you're like, wow. 
That is crazy. Yeah. The last the last game of the night, we decided that we were going to chop down all this wood and then wait to see where the first circle was going to hit before we started to build our fort. So the first circle's not in the woods. So we're like, all right, guys, we got all this wood. Let's just build a ramp all the way up in the sky, and then we'll just build a sky bridge to the circle. <laughs> I was wondering if you guys tried that. So, yeah. so we did it. We we I ran out of wood. Buttmaster Caleb ran out of wood. The Grimlock ran out of wood. We made it like what two circles in yeah. just by doing that yeah. and like waiting for the circle to go and then we realized the glitch never came he was just building us uh, a ramp up <laughs> and then he to heavens and in the then first he, he, he jumped off he and fell killed and killed himself but but uh, BMC was the one that kept asking about it so we finally did it on the last play because the concept is that if you get up if you're if you start somewhere where there is nobody and then you just build that sky bridge you're so high that people can't see you mm-hmm. so you literally can just stay up there let them fight it out. And then just keep keep moving as the circle closes as long as you have resources yeah. and win the game without ever firing your gun. That's my kind of tactic. <laughs> yeah, and so we tried, but we ran we ran out of resources. So, but yeah, it's Hashtag fun. Worth. We recorded also. I'm uh, I'm taking like the highlight clips and gonna and gonna post them on social media. Just, just shorten it up instead of people trying to watch a 30 minute match. Yeah, yeah. It, it was it was a blast. BMC's in the chat saying, "Let's do it again." I know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Okay, um, you took the first twenty minutes of the show, Jazzy. So, Dad, I, yeah, uh, w- w- how you doing? I I am well. <clears throat> I um, I had I had an interesting week in gaming. There are some aspects about me that get myself into trouble. Uh, the first is I'm such an overwhelmingly likable person. Mm. It's hard for people not to do nice things for me. Debatable. So. Oh God! I know where this is going. The, the issue. Oh God. The issue is uh, they also know that it, you enjoy playing the worst games ever. Yes, that is the other problem. Is people know that I get emotionally attached and enthusiastic about really poorly put together, <laughs> uh, <laughs> if you can call them video games, video games. <laughs> so it is also known that I am a big professional wrestling fan, WWE fan and and other organizations and WWE 2K was on sale on the Switch eShop for $30. Uh, fan of the show <laughs> best friend Sci-Fi AJ goes, "Man, 30 bucks? I'll cash app half." Test. Friend and fan of the show goes, "I got the other half." They send me $30 on cash app. And they're like, listen, man, you can just download it or you can buy it physically at Best Buy for $2 more with, with Gamers Club. I was like, I guess I'll go get the physical oh, copy. God, so no. I threw down an extra $2. And uh, and I, I went and bought WWE 2K on the Switch. Now I don't know why this keeps shot. I don't know why every time you have one of these stories, it still surprises me. I don't get it. So, so here's things to know. My expectations for a quality wrestling experience is non-existent as long as 2K produces these WWE games. I have not played a WWE 2K game that wasn't a glitchy pile of garbage. And that's been on on leading consoles. If PS3 was what was happening at the time, played it on PS3, it was still a big bag of crap. If you follow Nintendo Switch or WWE 2K in any way, then you know that the worst major release on the Nintendo Switch within its first year of life is WWE 2K on the Switch. If you don't install the patches, people call it unplayable. 
So let, let me weave not people everyone. <laughs> let me weave you it. Let me weave you my tail here. I get the game. I find out that 2K is cheaper and worse than I am because they paid for the smallest size cartridge that the Switch has to offer, which is eight gigabyte. So you need another. 20 gigs to download and install all the patchwork like come on 2k you couldn't have sprung for you know maybe the 16 gig and, and covered half the the storage space needed. that was sort of annoying so i i get the game and the first night the patchwork fails i tried installing it while i was out it failed oh well try install it again overnight patchwork fails again so then the next day i'm sitting in the lunchroom with uh our good friend spuds aka sashin and uh i'm like all right man i'm gonna try and play this unpatched the actual cartridge comes with six wrestlers installed out of like the hundred that they offer. Only six. Wow. The the intros, you know, the walking to the ring, the the sound and the visuals and the the pyro, all that. None of it is timed correctly. I've seen it's this, to the point yeah. like why even have it? Why not just slim it down and actually make it where it runs on the system? You get in the ring. The movement speeds are are awful. You know, <laughs> when you're trying to kick out of a pin, like you're thinking you're kicking out, and the game actually you lost two minutes ago. That's how that's how like <laughs> lagging things are from behind. So I was just like, I see the potential, but my God, 2K, how can you release this and sell this to children? Let's be honest, who buys wrestling games? Children and idiots <laughs> like me and test uh, so so i get it home i i the patchwork failed to install six times six times it failed to result i'm on support with 2k they finally recommend like hey man maybe you should try a different sd card okay the the micro sd card i was using was a gift a christmas gift it was 128 gig and it was a cheap off-brand card i slip in like a high-speed sandus 32 gig i had boom patchwork finally installed so now i'm playing on the latest patched version you play a one-on-one -on -one match it plays kind of smooth i think there's i think there's still a little bit lag in the pinning <laughs> whoever designed the submission in this year's version of the game has probably never actually played a wrestling video game it's the least fun submission like trying to like get someone to tap out or not tap out is awful the, the the mechanics they change every single year that weren't broken the year before amaze me. Every year they have new things for no reason. You can have the pinning be the same as it was for the last eight years. It's still going to be playable. But now they got to change crap every single year. The cutscenes. This is two patches in. The cutscenes are still completely unwatchable. If you're playing the career mode and trying to walk around backstage, I'm trying to think of a comparison. There isn't one. It's it's like watching your grandfather with his walker try to make his way through the retirement home. Everything is so slow and laggy. The load times. My God, the load times. You want to play a match? You better be ready to wait three minutes for something to load. That's in story mode. In, in like the If you just pick up and play mode, the load times are better. So the actual build and quality of this game is complete rubbish. I've played about five hours. I'm actually still having fun with it because if you get into the match and you start playing it, oh, mind you, it runs way better docked, which is that's the first experience I've really had with a Switch where I'm like, oh, it actually makes a significant difference to have it docked. Throw it in the dock and it's actually playable and relatively fun other than the fact that I think they really 
overanalyze the mechanics of a wrestling game. Wrestling games used to be pick up and fun play back on the N64, PlayStation, PlayStation 2, and they've really overconvoluted, just like all sports games. You can't pick up and play Madden anymore. You can't pick up and play NBA 2K. Everything's too complicated. Well, they did the same thing with this game. And so I'm having fun that's, with it. That's honestly all sports games. Like, yeah. Like, they've had to make Forza 7, and then they had to start making a separate racing game called Forza Horizons because because the simulator simulation game got so ridiculously like, I need to figure out how much PSI is in my tire so yeah. I get the proper traction on the track. No, I just want to race. Yeah. What happened to Project Gotham? What happened to Midnight Club? What happened to Burnout, right? It's the, the same being fun. It's the same idea. What happened yeah. to WrestleMania 2000? That yeah. kind of stuff. What happened to SmackDown? So, yeah. um, you know, all, all this hate that I'm putting on something that, that should have never been released. Uh, it should, you know, the fact that it was produced, you can't even give them credit for trying to push the system to its limits. The, it, it is offensive that they put this in stores and sold this to people. It, it, it downright is. It, it was an inappropriate thing to release for a company as big and as established as 2K is. Yeah, that's what's, I think that's what's upsetting about this is that you look at like indie companies and all these small guys that have managed to do some really impressive, thi- uh, impressive things with the Switch. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've had Doom. You've had Skyrim. You've had these other games, the Bethesda and, and ID and uh, EA even with FIFA, you know, and and yes, it wasn't like as good as uh, FIFA on Xbox One or PS4, but still, it was a playable FIFA game. So, like, what the hell were you doing, 2K? Like, everybody else has managed to make it work. I I bought the last WWE game released on the Wii, and it was was a dumbed-down version of that year's game that was still playable and fun. And I think you know that's that's part of the problem is it, it has lost some of the fun, and the playability is barely there. You know you have to put up with a lot of crap to see through to the good points of this game. Now, like I said, I, I got it to work finally on Saturday night, and so over two days I put five hours into the game. So I'm not saying that I'm not enjoying that. Once I got it used to the, some of the new mechanics, once I got past the long load screens and the awful cutscenes and just turned off the entrances altogether. Once you get down to a wrestling video game, I'm having some fun with it. One last side rant about it. Um, if you'd like to do create a wrestler, because, you know, it's probably one of the most fun things you do in that sort of game. Um, you Oh, you want you want a different haircut? You want to give your guy a mohawk? Oh, well, uh, oh, hope you're ready to open loot chests. Oh, oh you want to buy that mohawk with in-game currency? Yeah, tough shit. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta get haircuts in loot cases. Um, so test, test, like, man, I just threw down the five dollars to unlock everything. I might do that. I might actually get forced into doing microtransactions because I've heard loot cases are few and far between. The in-game currency is a slow grind, so maybe I'll throw five more dollars at the game just to unlock everything to be able to make creator wrestlers and do so, do things like that. But again, that is that is classic big company ruining a game with microtransactions. That's the most angry I've probably been about a microtransaction because th- that's offensive. The fact that yeah. you can't like you can't even use the in-game currency to unlock a haircut, a different jacket, a different pair of boots. You have to get those in loot chests. Yeah. That that's awful. So there's a, there's a lot of things that's super wrong with this game. I don't think you could get me to purchase another WWE 2K product. Um, you know, again, even though I know I'm not playing the PlayStation version, I'm not playing the Xbox version, the marquee versions, they've 
mishandled this and with the microtransactions, they've done so many things wrong. I don't think I'd, I would be purchasing next year's game unless they make major strides. So um, big thanks to Test and Sci-Fi AJ. I've done a lot of complaining about the game, but actually am having fun and will be playing more of it. I know I'm going to, uh, Test and I are going to try to co-stream a little bit, um, play some tag team matches and stuff, and, you know, have a little fun with the the glitchiness of the game. Um, I just like wrestling enough to put up with a poorly put together game. So I really hope that they bring Fire Pro Wrestling Worlds to the Switch, like the creators that he's interested in doing, because that is a more of an arcade style fun wrestling game. Uh, that would be awesome on the Nintendo Switch. So we can we can be hopeful. But again, thanks to Sci-Fi AJ. Thanks for te- to test. And uh, I know I'm sure I'll have more complaints about WWE 2K in the future. But we'll see how that goes. All right. Well, I uh, I played obviously Sea of Thieves. I played Fortnite. We talked about it. We had some fun. Videos will be going up of our crazy building in Fortnite um, soon. But uh, outside of that, I just want to make mention that I am not a Monster Hunter fan. I've ne- I've played multiple Monster Hunters and just cannot seem to get in a groove with the game. It just seems too tedious. Too just too much required to just be able to go out and and kill some monsters. So. Um, I still bought Monster Hunter World, even though the beta still, when I played the beta, it still felt to me the same way as old Monster Hunter games did. I was a little worried. I bought Monster Hunter World. We booted up. My wife got excited about it, so I picked her up a copy as well, and we, we've been playing together uh, through the beginning of the game. And I can say this is the Monster Hunter that I've always wanted. This Monster Hunter World is different. It is it is more welcoming. Yes, there's still a lot to to understand, but it's all but the tutor, the tutorial is good. The story like there's enough story there that's driving you and making it interesting as to what's going on on this on this you know land this world that you're in, and um, I've had a lot of fun with it. I found so you know some of the new weapons that I've enjoyed, and uh, I. Uh, designed my palico to, you know, I like the cust like you can spend a lot of time simply designing yourself and your palico. If you don't know what a palico is, it is, it is, it's like a giant cat. cat. It's a cat character that will run along with you and act as a NPC as long as you're not running a four person squad. So, you know, Jade and I were running and we both had, you know, both our cats were in the party with us. And uh, so it's a lot of fun. I, I had I had a blast. I played the first um, I don't know five like main quests or whatever, and and had a good had a good time. So uh, that that was good. I picked up Dragon Ball Fighter Z, um, and as you all know, I know a whole lot of no- nothing about Dragon Ball, but I played the beta of this game as well, and I loved it. So I picked this up. I started the story mode. Um, I've played a little bit online. And, you know, this game, it's just a fun fighting game. It, it's, it goes back to what we were just talking about. You don't get a lot of these games anymore that are just, you put them in and instantly you're like, damn, this is fun. And that, and, and Dragon Ball Fighters uh, does that. So um, I'm really happy about it to the point where I'm playing this story mode. And, and yeah, I may not know all the characters, but I'm learning some of it because of this story mode. Just because I, I don't want the game to get ruined for me by playing online uh, a ton yet. And I want to understand the mechanics better. So I've gone through the tuto- uh, tutorial again. And then I didn't know better. But the story pushes you through the tutorial 
again. So I'm like really beating it into my head about like the combo system, the counter system, the, you know, the supers, all that stuff. And um, I'm looking forward to having some fun with it because there's a lot of cool like King of the Hill um, arena battles and stuff where you can have all your friends jump in and you can um, spectate and and fight. So you can have a room of like, I think it's six or seven people. And then, like, you can have one-on-one fights or 3v3. So you can actually oh, be, get cool. squads going, you know, and it's like it's like Marvel vs. Capcom with the sense of, like, being able to switch in and out of characters, but each character is a real person. So, like, there's a lot of cool stuff that I think we're going to be able to do, and a lot of us have the game. So, um, you know, looking forward to that as well. And uh, lastly, I picked up um, Shu, S-H-U, on the Nintendo Switch. It was a game I was looking forward to because it kind of looked... Uh, Ori in the Blind Forest style, uh, except it's with owls. Owls slash people? Owl people? It's kind of weird. But I'm in. Yeah, it, it, it was really intriguing. The game is pretty. I am still unsure of it. I, I like it. The gameplay's fine, but it kind of... It, the way that you select a level and the way that you progress through the world kind of reminds me of a mobile phone game. The gameplay itself is great. And the artwork is pretty, but the the UI of how you like travel different places kind of to me feels weird. It kind of feels like that. Good job, you ran through this level. You got three stars. You collected the five birds. You did like and five owls and like and to me it was like it's kind of just feels like a like a run run and collect game, run and collect game, right. and, and and you know and I like Super Meat Boy, and, I, and like there are those games that are, there are simply that that I enjoy, but I think I was expecting something a little bit different with this game. Um, still fun, still enjoying it, but that um, that's what I've been playing. Uh, I did get a little bit of league in. Do they I, have cutscenes? Yeah, there's some cutscenes. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. yeah. Do they lag? Does the audio work? No. Oh, so okay. no, they don't lag. The audio works. Is oh, what I wow. Meant to say. That's yeah, cool. Yeah. yeah, the game works really well. <laughs> it's pretty, and there's owls in it. So Not you know I'm on, You know I'm on board. But um, pain for pleasure, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that that's uh, that's what I've been playing on the Switch, and I did play some League as I after I uh, trained, um, after I had my training session with Chops, he went to the event. And after the event, after he lost the tournament, you know, after his team got kicked out, he wanted to keep playing. So he he was like, maybe I'll make an account. And then the very next message is, I'm online. I sent you an invite. Where the hell are you? And I was like, oh, oh, okay. Uh, you're still at the event? He's like, yeah, there's plenty of extra computers. So get on. We're playing. And I'm like, oh, uh, that's weird. Okay. So I log in. We, we play several matches. Uh, a couple with Jazzy, and you know, it was nice. It felt good. It felt good because I have my brand new rig, the brand new computer upstairs that I built, and uh, I got my new Corsair um, Scimitar, uh, R- uh, Scimitar Pro mouse. So I wanted to try that out, and yeah, it all felt, it all ran really well, and I got to I got to play some League. So I don't think I played any PC Fortnite though. I kind of took a I took a I took a break from that. A little yeah. break. I had too much too much other stuff to do. So we'll get back to that next week. But that's what we've been playing lately. Let us know what you're playing on the Discord. So you either just join the Discord if you're in the twitch.tv slash gamesla media chat right now. It's there. You just click on it. You join. It's free. You talk with gamers from around the world every day. Um, and if you're not here and you're listening to this on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, wherever it is that you listen to your podcasts, just go to gameslamedia.com right on the homepage. There's a Discord button. Click it. You're in. So <sighs> it's time to get in some news. 
Okay. I'm searching the web for the latest gaming news. Searching MotorCityGaming.com. Downloading headlines. Now let's have it. What about this monster story of yours? Download complete. All right. Topic one. That's right. Facebook making some waves, but not the ones we're used to. Facebook has sent out private invites to certain gamers of how they're going to be able to monetize their video game streaming via Facebook. That's right. Facebook is jumping in full steam ahead. They want to compete against the big boys. They want to take on Twitch and YouTube. So um, this is not something that's public yet. This is something that you're that is, custom, is private invite only. But the information has leaked out, and uh, Facebook is stepping up its efforts to compete with Twitch and YouTube for video game streaming. The company is now offering select video gamers a chance to monetize their gameplay live streams on Facebook by giving their audience a way to tip them as part of a test of new monetization options. Uh, the payment feature is part of a new gaming creator pilot program, which Facebook uh, uh, announced officially on last Friday. We want, uh, quoted is, we want our creators to make and sustain a living on Facebook, said director of game partnerships, Guy Cross. The program also includes the ability for gamers to stream their gameplay in smooth 1080p and 60, fr 60 frames per second. The face, uh, Facebook is looking to add distribution of videos to other company uh, pro uh, properties, including Oculus and Instagram, the two, you know, which they both own. Mm -hmm. uh, Facebook quietly began the pilot program with a few dozen gamers over the past couple of months. And they're now scaling to a much bigger number than than uh, what was originally started. So if you're a gamer, if you're streaming regularly on Facebook, you may see a uh, an invite to this uh, sooner than later. Uh, we're signing up new gaming creators every single day. And with the official statement, Facebook is giving gamers the ability to sign up for a wait list online as well. That uh, link will be in our download page on gameslmedia.com if you want to sign up for it. It was interesting to read this, though, because... Um, <coughs> Facebook, they were these people were asked how Facebook uh, aims to differentiate its diffy wow differentiate thank you jazzy fiddle uh, its game live streaming efforts from competitors like Twitch and YouTube game creator program lead John M A uh, responded that the company had a unique advantage because it is strong social fabric likening like esports uh, to or sorry comparing esports to traditional sports. Uh, he quote he was quoted. It's great to go to a stadium, but it's even better sitting in that stadium next to five of your friends. And so this goes back to the interview that we had in Gamezilla Alpha um, about Facebook streaming, right? And that was only that was only like a month ago. Where and, and the one thing I took away from that interview because I didn't I I had never thought about using Facebook as a platform for streaming was. That concept of community, that concept of you've built something here and, you, and your friendships here and, and all that stuff is revolving here. You don't even have and you don't have to leave. It's already there. You've used Facebook for years for, on a personal level. So if you start using it on a business level, your personal level is still there, and you can t and you can tap into the percentage of that you know personal side that cares about video games, and so. It's it, now Facebook is taking that to the next step and saying, okay, cool. Now when you stream, you're going to be able to monetize a bit and you're going to be able to, you know, have these tools uh, similar to what some of the big boys have. 
I think I think this is the one thing that kept Facebook away, you know, at less success rate uh, compared to Twitch and YouTube and stuff. Now, giving these tool sets to gamers and eventually this being an open public option for anyone, I think you are, you know, you're the big, you're part of the big three. I think I think you you instantly push Mixer into like a fourth fourth or fifth place position, um, you know. So. What do you what do you think of this move? I'm I'm not surprised, and I'm honestly a little baffled that it took them this long to do this, because the gaming industry has taken off. I mean, Twitch has been huge for like ever now, and then YouTube hopped on, and I thought as soon as YouTube hopped on that Facebook was going to be right behind them, and it took a lot longer than I expected. Um, I think it's going to do well, and here's why. You're not going to get your hardcore gaming fans that are going to find you. They're still going to go to Twitch or they're still going to go to YouTube based upon whatever they're going to now. But you're going to get a lot of those people that don't necessarily follow gaming that are your friends or family members or stuff like that. That'll see it and it'll be in front of their face and then they're going to want to support you. So I think you're still going to get that blend of, yeah, you're going to get some of the gaming community that's going to go to Facebook and they're going to find you and stuff like that. But you're going to get a lot of support from non-gamers off of Facebook. I think the big thing here is, is and this is just simply from using Facebook for forever, right, is that how many times do you scroll down your feed and you see a video and you click play? And even if you only watch the first 10 seconds of it, how many times is it that there's some sort of embedded content in your feed that you click on, right? So... Now, instead, when you go live, I don't know, like if you've ever dealt with Facebook Live, I don't, it, it, not just gaming, but Facebook Live, period, it shows up as a post. There's been multiple times where I go, oh, who, you know, oh, so and so made a video. That's cool. And I click it and I go, oh, no, they're live right now. And so now your gaming is going to be that way. Versus Twitch, where it's technically like, yeah, I can post something on Facebook that says, hey, come to Twitch and watch me, just like we did with this show before we started it today. Mm-hmm. But, it still requires someone to say, I'm going to leave Facebook and come over here and watch you. Now I can watch you, which I'm sure it'll be like, you know, like just like when you watch other videos, you can it can go into a little box and you can keep playing around on Facebook. You don't have to leave Facebook. And that's the thing is that for the people that, that choose Facebook as their platform, they can now enjoy you without having to go to Twitch, without, how, without having to split into multiple windows on their browser, without having, nope, it's just right here on Facebook. So one thing that I think could be interesting to see if it develops is right now in Twitch, on Twitch, there is a culture of support, uh, throwing bits or subscribing or, you know, there, there's a culture, there's a culture where uh, gamers want to throw a couple dollars each other's way in support. I'd be interested to see if uh, your Aunt Betty and uh, your your druggy buddy from high school and your girlfriend's sorority sister uh, who are who might watch you for a couple of minutes on Facebook are going to be see a little dollar sign or whatever and be like, oh, I'll throw a couple dollars Johnny's way. Like, I don't I don't know if that's going to translate or that's going to exist because it's not already something that's in Facebook culture. So I, that, that's that's one thing that I'd be interested to see if it develops because it, it is developing strongly in Twitch. That's why, you know, we get supporters on our Twitch channel that, you know, throw, throw us a few bucks here and there. We have uh, Patreon. It's part of the gaming community, so it's interesting to see if it will become part of the Facebook community as it, well. It's true, but at the same time, they did say part of the staggered rollout, Facebook has been testing fan payment options for video game streamers since December. The early results have been positive. It's good so to see. That's all they say. They don't, they don't give us right. information, but... Um, they 
they also have not uh, they didn't make a decision on possible revenue split. So this sounds like they besides the fees that you take for the processing, I don't think so Facebook just, is taking anything yeah, from this. It's like a donation versus a a cut. Yeah, you're not you're not giving the cut to Twitch, you know, the 50-50 split. Uh so affiliate affiliation is 50-50. You know, you give us if you put five bucks in, I take two fifty. Twitch takes two fifty, type deal. But uh, and as you get more popular, as you get bigger, that split becomes more more favorable to you, the streamer. But on Facebook right now, it sounds like they're not going to touch it. It's just going to be the the fee of you know PayPal or who or, yeah, or however processing you're however you're processing that payment. Yeah, and uh, that part of it's interesting as well. Putting potentially putting more money into the streamer's pocket. Yeah, um, I think in the standpoint of like doing a show like this, when when we get that invite or when it goes public and we can try it, I think we're gonna try this show on Facebook because I would like to see the. Uh, interaction like we're yes you know what people give us subscriptions here and we appreciate it and, and the support's great you know and patreon and patrons are are our top tier our top tier supporters but um but interaction right interaction is how is how you influence the show and we're all about crafting this like yes we built this and we make it a way we make the show in a way that we want but at the same time we love the Discord because it feeds us content daily. It feeds us ideas and 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 opinions and all the stuff that helps us think about what we're going to talk about every week. And so for for a live show, Facebook Facebook might be a great option for that. And then who knows is that if you if it if it blows up where you have a lot of interaction, does that you know you have way more interaction going on every week in your show? Does that transition into at least a percentage of donations and and then when you weigh it out which which is what's more valuable to you you know or some people that i know you know that create all, create content and they have no interest in revenue they enjoy facebook because they because they get uh better interactions more views uh, and and they don't and they're not worried about monetization mm-hmm. so you know the choice is yours but you're gonna have another option here coming out here to the public soon and I think it's a it's a smart move for Facebook, of course, but I think it's going to be a you know a, a big a big thing real quick because when Facebook Live hit, I was like, this is dumb. I remember when Facebook Live first came out, I was like, this I don't like this. I don't like this at all. I'm never gonna I'm never gonna pay attention to it. And then you know, six months in, all of a sudden I was like, man, everyone's using Facebook Live, like it's taken off. And it was the same thing with when. Instagram kind of integrated stories to try to be like Snapchat. Yeah. I was like, this is dumb. Snapchat's already got this cornered. You know what? Instagram stories is, is kind of pull. Like I don't, I don't barely, I barely use Snapchat. I like Instagram stories now. Like my favorite people that, that post when they have a new story, I want to watch it now. Yep. But I thought it was dumb at first. So like, you know, it's, I think this is the next thing. I think this is the next uh, smart move. If you open your Snapchat, you're probably going to see about uh, 35 Snapchats from me. I know. I know. That That's pretty normal. There's so. some nudes peppered in there, so uh, oh, don't well, be shy. Well, in that case, I got to go. <laughs> you're missing out. I got to go. All right. Let's move on. Let's move on to our next topic didn't here. did say they were me. Microsoft making some uh, making some moves here, and uh, they acquire a cloud-based gaming company called PlayFab. Not not Fap. Okay. Don't get ex- yeah, don't get ex- a, don't get excited. It's more of a Snapchat thing. Don't get excited. Yeah. <laughs> Microsoft acquires PlayFab. So 
The company announced via a blog today that the acquisition acquisition will help Microsoft to build on Azure, its current cloud service tool that will allow the extension into the larger gaming market across all platforms. So, PlayFab provides developers with already established back-end services to power cloud-connected games. This allows developers to build and operate games without their own intelligent cloud infrastructure, as well as provides tools um, to, you know, to help create uh, the, the back-end gaming market across all platforms. So um, over 1,200 game companies such as Bandai Namco, Camcom, Wizards of the Coast, and Disney already use PlayFab. Hmm. And now Microsoft owns them. This is so the reason I brought this up is um you know they 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 cite this in the in the uh, article. This could just be the start with Xbox chief Phil Spencer speaking late last year about the Microsoft investing more in software and services. This is this could be a product that helps bring games to Microsoft in a much easier fashion. So yeah, maybe they're not going out and and buying the rights to an exclusive, or maybe they're not going out and and you know and making as many exclusives as we want currently. And they've said they're going to. That's another important piece to them. But this could be a very big piece in the sense that developers now can bring their game to the Microsoft platform much easier with and with less than less investment. So that's huge from an indie standpoint, from low budget standpoints, uh, you know, and even as you can see, Namco, Capcom, Wizards of the Coast and Disney, those aren't small companies. So even even the big boys could be, you know, uh, are using it. And that's that's uh, good for Microsoft. So uh, it doesn't we don't get any details on how much this, uh, you know, this deal was for. But it is a startup. It is a small company. You know, it looked like 20, 30 people uh, in this company. But, um, you know, good for them and good for Microsoft. But what, what do you think? Do you think this could be the, uh, a really interesting piece where all of a sudden it's easier to develop games for, for the Microsoft platforms, being Xbox, PC, where now I don't have to worry about my own cloud service. I don't have to worry about, you know, back-end services. I can just build my game and then make a deal with Microsoft. Right. <laughs> back-end services. <laughs> And there's the dead eye comment. <laughs> um, look, looking into PlayFab, it's a lot of like the idle games. So a lot of stuff you're going to see like on Steam and on your mobile devices that have like like idle heroes and idle, you know, this where it's like you're gathering resources and then as the game is turned off, it's still actually gathering and you come back. So kind of like the Farmvilles and you know stuff like that. Well, it's server based because server based, which is right. cloud based. Yeah. Yep. So I don't think this is going to be like huge game changer for Microsoft, but it's it's a step in the right direction. Like having them acquire this and open the door and get this type of of service under their belt is like a light at the end of the tunnel for me for hey, they said they're going to get more exclusives and they're going to do all of this stuff this year and they're really pushing building Microsoft and not just being third party developed. This helps me believe that they're going to go that way. See, I think this is bigger than you than you can imagine than you're imagining because every single game is server based. Destiny is server based. Overwatch yeah. is server based. Everything's server based now. 
your disc that you buy and put in and put in, or the digital download that it's you got download, five wrestlers on it is a key. It's a it's a key, <laughs> man. It's basically sixteen digit key code that unlocks the game because your 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 character lives on the server. Your items yeah, live on the server, and guess what? I don't have to buy that anymore. As a developer, I don't have to build it anymore. I don't have to pay. For, I mean, I have to pay for it probably because I'm gonna if I'm gonna sign up with Playfab via Microsoft. There's gonna be cost, but it's not gonna be the same cost as me being like, I need uh, I need it to get into you know a uh, server environment. I gotta get I gotta get cloud space from Amazon. I got like, what am I gonna do? And then I gotta get code. And then I gotta develop the infrastructure of the actual software and the hardware. You know, so all of that is gone now, and all of it is like. Hey, here's my game. It's called uh, Anthem, and um, I want you. I want. I want all the back end stuff to be ran through Playfab. Cool. Yeah, no problem. You know, push a button. Here's here's your game. Push a button. There's the connection. You're done. Man, from a develop from a developer's budget standpoint, from a developer's budget standpoint, this is huge. And from Microsoft, guess what? You just added Bandai Namco, Capcom, Wizards of the Coast, and Disney, and 1,200 other companies that are using your product right when you bought it. So, like, that's not a bad deal. You know, what I was going to say sort of hints, hits on what you were just saying, that uh, it it's a it really can open up the cost of entry for small developers, mm-hmm. uh, or it also could unlock potential for the big developers that we already know and have disdain for to try new things to try big things because they know that they're they don't have to figure out the infrastructure that they could be comfortable with you know Microsoft owning a company that's going to do that for them mm-hmm. and relatively speaking in the world of console gaming the server-based world is still pretty fresh to this generation there wasn't a lot of it last generation so if this company continues to PlayFab continues to flourish and strive uh, for bigger things, we could actually see some really cool things done with server-based gaming. Yeah, and and Azure isn't anything that's like new. Correct. Azure has been used via Microsoft World, and you know, from from commercial to to individual to gaming to professional, like it's everywhere, and so. You know, to see this being integrated into the gaming industry is interesting in the sense of like, well, how many times have we run into the problem with, you know, the server issues or, uh, you know, or, okay, here's an example. Jazzy Fiddle, you, you pre-ordered Sea of Thieves so that you could get the closed beta. Yep. And I believe you spent a good hour, hour and a half on the phone because your code wasn't there. Correct. And then when you found out that Microsoft, okay, so Amazon couldn't help you. Microsoft couldn't help you because Rare, who's owned by Microsoft, was having issues with their servers and issuing out the, the you know, so again, yeah. so it, was be, it wasn't, you know, the place you bought it from couldn't help you. The place that markets it as their game couldn't help you. The developers having problems over here because they have to worry about their own back-end shit. And Microsoft's sitting there handcuffed because they can't, they can't help you. Because it's over here on Rare's side, mm-hmm. so put in put in PlayFab at that point where Sea of Thieves is now using more cloud-based capabilities, and and less of it's on Rare's you know side of it, then it's easier for for things like this to work better, to work more fluently. And so the idea is Rare 
as as a company, you know, let's pretend it's not owned by Microsoft. Rare is what? Maybe 200 people? So then when it comes down to issuing out pre-order codes, how many? Five, ten people? Oh, okay. Instead of being on the developer side, since the developer is the small guy, I don't care which developer you pick, they're small compared to the production company. Right. Compared to EA and Microsoft, and you know, so now all of a sudden that stuff's handled, that back end service is handled over here. Now your 200 people are way more useful in the sense of actually making a video game, actually worrying about bugs, actually worrying about the game fucking working when it comes out on the system. That's what they should be pay- paying attention to, not worrying about like people not getting their goddamn pre order code. It's, it's the same idea if you're, if you're a t shirt designer. Yeah, you and your buddies could make all of them in your garage, or you could send your designs to a company that has a you know high tech T shirt printer, opposed to using the silk screen machine in your garage, yep. and they can rock those shirts out. You can keep designing. You're gonna make money. It's gonna go well. But you're you're buying into a proven and established bigger system yep. and a solution for what you're doing, and that that's what. Microsoft bought. They bought a company that's already doing that. What do yep. they have? Twelve hundred customers, like you said. Yep. So Microsoft's just like, oh, this, co-, you know. So uh, Kohl's saw this T-shirt company that's killing the game. Like, oh well, why don't we buy them and we will get to work with all their clients, uh, hopefully, and we're going to make some of the money and we'll go from there. So that that's really kind of a little snippet of the situation. I I think it's it. We've talked about it. it's huge for Microsoft. So yeah, it's great. Yep. All right, let's move on. Topic three, Capcom making some interesting waves here. Okay, so Capcom has done it again. They have surprised the world. Now, here's a little fun fact. Here's a little fun fact that that is not part of this article that we need to capture first. This ha- What we're going to talk about is because of Monster Hunter World. Yeah. Monster Hunter Worlds, okay? They sold 5 million copies of Monster Hunter Worlds. Shipped in three days. <laughs> Wild. Yeah, my it's a this game is going to be super successful when you think of the lifespan of this game and how big it is and how many out like it's it's going to already five million copies. That's nuts. So, with that being said, Capcom wants to offer you money. That's right. Capcom is offering seventy thousand dollars for evidence. Of real monsters. <laughs> ah, real monsters? Like Crumb? Yeah. No. This is oh, to no. celebrate the release of Monster Hunter World, and they are offering $70,000 to anyone that can provide conclusive evidence of one of the 10 real-life monsters that they're going to accept. Uh, partnering with John Downs of the... Uh, Center of 14 Zoology, uh, Capcom is giving hunters... Until June 30th, you have until June 30th to provide uh, verifiable evidence of everything from Bigfoot to the Cornish Owl Man. Ooh, can you give me a rundown? Do you have the full list? Uh, I do actually. I have Bigfoot here because so so. Here's the thing in in the world of things that I'm interested in. Let's draw a little Venn diagram with my hands. There's uh video games. There's cryptozoology, and then there's me right in the middle, really excited that they're interacting because we know I'm a I'm a passionate Bigfoot enthusiast. So here's our list. I'm a true believer. Bigfoot slash Sasquatch will also be will also be accepted. But Find Big- him. He's out there. Yep. Scottish Lake Monster. Nessie, okay. That's right, Nessie. 
We have the uh, Mongolian deathworm. Nope, nope. Keep going. Don't want anything to do with Mongolian deathworms. We Ugh. have uh, mermaid. Probably real. Yep, yep. Mermaid. <laughs> <laughs> we have the earth hound. Okay, earth hound. A yeti. I mean, you know, arguably the same thing as a sasquatch, well, but it's the, snow based. The, the science is out there. It's all about the environment. Mm, yep, yep. We have the... Uh, I can move to Arizona. That doesn't make me different than you. We have the Cupacabra. Chupacabra. Chupacabra. Yeah, Chupacabra. Oh, yeah. they're real. They're, you know they're real. They're real as hell. Yeah. My mom owns one. <laughs> um, A flying snake? Probably probably not real. Uh, I don't know. I'm pretty into cryptids, it's, it's, but flying yeah, snakes? Yeah, it's not yeah. real. There are they, they five well-known species of flying snake in sou- uh, southern Asia. They don't actually fly, but launch themselves into the air, gliding from tree to tree. Yeah, they're like the flying squirrel. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what this one is. I've never heard of it. Is it Yowie? Y-O-W-I-E? This is the only monster, as far as we know, to have been immortalized by um, the chocolate, chocolate bar, right? a chocolate bar. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it is also the name of a baffling ape-like creature from Australia. Yeah, it's it's Australia's version of a Sasquatch. They're a little bit smaller in stature, I believe. Uh, okay, okay. More like a swamp ape. And then, of course, the Cornish Owl Man. That's your dude. The that's my dude. Yeah, this is my dude. Like you, you, this is who I'm going to find and get the money. So yeah, those are your uh, those are your the options. Um, basically, once you submit, you'll be able to submit your information, and uh, the um, John Downs and his team will analyze the evidence sent in. With any conclusive submissions awarded, the prize with the full amount shared if there are multiple winners. So there you go. Uh, and then John went on to say, I've spent the majority of my life traveling across the globe to hunt for evidence of these creatures. Although I have had some successes, I have yet to find the elusive proof that it is time for me to offer my help as I throw down the gauntlet to the next generation. They use the term throw down the gauntlet. Man, this That's is- not something field researchers say a lot. So this is real, man. Like Capcom... Is going to cash out seventy thousand dollars, which is basically nothing to Camp Com. Well, it's nothing to Camp Pocket Com. change. But I'll take I'll take seventy thousand yeah. dollars for me to to dress Jazzy up as Bigfoot, walk him out in the woods, and you know <laughs> we'll have Jazzy poop in some leaves, and we'll you know we'll they've already done in, that to we'll, Bigfoot. Yeah, Bigfoot's uh, already been disproven. No, Bigfoot has not, not been disproven. Not disproven. Yeah. Jazzy Fiddle, like, uh, we are going to prove it, motherfucker. But the picture that they show, which is the best evidence we've gotten of Bigfoot, uh, has been disproven. Please, I don't care. Please, I don't care about the best picture because refer- I haven't taken it please yet. Please refer to it as a screenshot from the Patterson-Gimlin film made in California yeah. in the 1960s. Please, yeah. please know your facts about Bigfoot if you're going to come to the table That's with fine. me. That's Listen, fine. Spuds, Spuds on Twitch said Dead Eye can be a Sasquatch. We can't prove that I'm not. That's true. So we just put him out in the woods, take some photos, like, Capcom, we're done. Pay us, pay us right now. So, so real talk, where do you guys fall in the world of Sasquatch? We've never discussed this. Jazzy, you seem like you're a doubter. I, oh, I, real? I am on the, like, I believe that there could be stuff like this around yeah. and that we could, there's the potential to find it. So do I think that this is like nobody's ever going to do it? No. 
But I watched a documentary <laughs> where Bigfoot. <laughs> I watched a documentary Listen. where Bigfoot died just recently. Chops from Ledger Retro was like, "Hey, you got to watch this." So we so we rented Strange Wilderness and they shot Bigfoot. He's dead. So all I got to do, all I need to do is find the body. Man, get out of here! I was huge into like the ghost hunters and the yeah. stuff like those. And there was a show on that channel called Destination Truth yeah. with <laughs> Joss Gates as the host, yeah. who took. Scientific equipment, scientists, and a shit ton of money to try to find all of this. Listen. And couldn't find listen, any evidence of any of it. Listen, there's also a show on TV called Storage Wars, and we all know how fucking bullshit that is. But guess what? They find everything. Everything is in those storage places. Why don't we all buy storage bins? Because it's bullshit, and that show's bullshit. Bigfoot's real. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Uh, throughout the Pacific Northwest and Canada, there's a potentially estimated Bigfoot population of around 1,500. 1,500 in the expansive woods of the Pacific Northwest is not a lot at all. It's not unreasonable to think that they exist, and a lack of evidence is not proof that they don't exist. Listen, I'm not saying that. All I'm, I'm just, saying I'm right saying, now can't. is that I think we should show, I think we should give Jazzy proof. We got to go. We should give Jazzy proof right now. We should we should put Jazzy in his place. We got to go find a Bigfoot. Okay, so. Okay, out of this list, Bigfoot's not going to be the one you're going to find. Absolutely is going to be the one we find because I have done the research to read and that's hard the, for him. The, the, so you know, you know it's legit. Now I know he's lying. Uh, there is a Sasquatch <laughs> researcher read. database where you can read case files of reported um, sightings of Bigfoot uh, throughout various different places. You can break them down by county and zip code. So we know I was once a resident of Mid Michigan, opposed to Southeast Michigan, and uh, you know I now know some sites near Mount Pleasant and Clare, Michigan, where we can go where there were alleged sightings just two hours from our own home. And even more so, when I was in high school, there was rumor. By rumor, I mean I read it on some shady-ass website. Which are real websites. That there is a Sasquatch that lives at a cemetery just three miles from the GameZilla Studios right here. That one I think is unlikely, but as mid-Michigan, there could be Sasquatch out there. <sighs> I like it. We're going to go find one. This is, no, you're this not going to find a Sasquatch. I like this, though. This is funny. It's fun. I like that Capcom's having some fun with it. And, yeah. and this they're is... Uh, they ain't worried. They I think they're making a 70. joke out of the cryptozoology community. <laughs> I've instantly changed my they tone, and I'm instantly mad at Capcom. <laughs> I think they are. Crypto believers well, are not jokes. You know damn well that that's 70000 safe. They, no, they're paying it out. And they're if they're finding it, anything on this list, if they're finding anything, if... Anything, if anybody's finding anything on this list, it's the flying snake or the chupacabra. No. Everything else is Bigfoot. See, look at Sasha says, post a quest, we hunting. I, I got an audiobook <laughs> uh, off my library app about, about Bigfoot, and is, this was really credible because it's by Animal Planet. <laughs> yeah, duh. Let me tell you guys. This one's real. Let me tell you guys. I listened to it. It was it was a six and a half hour audiobook all about <laughs> Sasquatches and various different sightings and such. Uh, I made it uh, I made three and a half hours into the book to find out it was written for children. <laughs> because I got to a point where they started giving out recipes like, Yeti spaghetti and, and how to make it. And then, and then it got to a point where they kept saying, if you're going to do, if you're going to go on a Bigfoot hunt, make sure you ask your parents for permission. I'm like, what did I just listen to for six hours? I'm a grown man. So, um, 
So I know I know what twelve year olds know about Bigfoot. So all right, top last topic. Whew, that was good. This one uh, we're gonna we're garbage. gonna end on. It's not garbage. <laughs> not garbage at all. This one we're gonna end on a little bit of a sad note, but uh, we wanted to say goodbye to Paragon. Rip. Oh, rest in peace, Paragon. Wait a second. I'm not playing taps. I played taps for Battleborn. <laughs> Paragon is not even in the same league as Battleborn. They're not even close. So Epic has announced that they will shut down Paragon in April. Uh, April 26th to be exact. <gasps> and this is, uh, we kind of, there was a lot of uh, concern about this because Epic made uh, adjustments uh, about a week ago, a couple weeks ago, where they took a lot of the team that was focusing on Paragon and moved them over to the Fortnite squad because of the success of Fortnite. So um, Epic will continue operating Paragon until April 26th. Until then, matchmaking times and quality will continue to degrade throughout these few months as the player population decreases. After careful consideration and many difficult internal debates, we feel there isn't a clear path for us to grow Paragon into a MOBA that retains enough players to be sustainable. Uh, we didn't execute well enough to deliver on the promise of Paragon. We have failed you despite the team's incredibly hard work, and we're sorry. Epic will be offering a full refund to every Paragon player for every purchase they've made in the game on any platform. For non-PC players requesting their refunds, you have to uh, link your Epic account. Uh, for PC players who already have their account linked, you can request a refund. The links will be in our download page for this episode, again, on gameslovemedia.com. So that they're doing this right. They're shutting it down, but they're giving everybody's money back, which is, uh, that's pretty, that's, you know. That means yeah, we got money coming back, Jazzy. Yep. I mean, I mean, about thirteen or fourteen people spent money on this pile of garbage. So, I mean, what are they handing back? Two hundred bucks? <laughs> well, guess what? Two hundred dollars <laughs> more than the people over at Capcom are going to get because you're probably more likely to find Paragon in May than you are anything on that list. Heated, heated words. My goodness, Bigfoot is real, man. <laughs> not real he is at all. real. Yeah, man. You're you went you went from saying like, oh, there totally could be something like this. I, to I think now there three can. minutes later, going, it's not real. I think there can be. I'm just saying, it's not until I see it. It's not real. Yeah, Listen, there's, there's more to belief. Than just seeing. because you can Photoshop wings onto a snake doesn't mean you're gonna win this, Jazzy. <laughs> also, I've seen your Photoshop skills. It's, it's not awful. going yeah, to be there's good. There's no enough. way I'm going to win that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so back to Paragon. I just I brought this up because this is big news. Uh, this was a game that Epic went all in. They went all in on, and uh, I, I guess they maybe didn't expect Fortnite to explode past everything they've ever done. But uh, what do you think? Do you think it's uh, do you think it's right to give up on this game? Do you think the the fan base that it has is understands because I mean people do play this game. There's people playing this game. I yeah, guarantee you, not not enough to maintain the game itself. Like I'm sure there's a lot of work to have to go into the servers and then creating new card content and stuff like and characters and champions and like. But I'm just saying I can go play Battleborn still. Yeah, no, you can't. Don't do that to yourself. Battleborn was a $60 game you had to buy at launch. So that that's at least one thing. Paragon wasn't free. Yeah. The you could you could play for free and then there was a Founders Pack, right? They at least on PlayStation Plus they at least gave out a free Founders Pack at a point. 
Yeah, but at, at the think, same yeah. time, maybe because we want Battleborn has that like it has the the server PvP style, but it also has a story mode. Paragon's just MOBA. It's just everything server based. You have to have people to play the game. Also, I would like to say you said. I can still play Battleborn. Try it. <laughs> See how long it takes you to get a match. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going. Actually. I'm not going to play Battleborn. Just like I wasn't playing Paragon, but I look to me, it just is. It's tough to sit there and see. Like, yes, Fort, because of Fortnite, the situation is difficult because you have this. You have this huge success over here. But how many people did you have working on Paragon then? Like, how many people, like? Why do you have to shut it down? Like, like I think because <laughs> it was the one guy that eats paste all day. Like, yeah, like I'm in charge uh, of Paragon. I just feel like it's weird considering like there's you there's so many other games that linger that even sometimes find a way to have a second life. Um, that it, it's almost like I think it's too early. I think you I think you gave up too quick. Yeah, I think, I think you gave up too quick. I think with the explosion of Fortnite, they need the resources over there. And so is there potential that Paragon could turn around? Yes. But, but like, do you really playing... want anybody that was on the Paragon team to even touch Fortnite? I mean, yeah, it was pretty. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It was pretty. I'm kidding. <laughs> um, but in in a world where you have League, Dota 2, and Heroes of the Storm, like MOBA struggle. That's why even look at Paladins. Paladins is going to a... Shot the battle smoke. royale. Paladins is not going to. They're adding. Right, adding a battle royale. So that's what I'm saying. Add a battle royale to this. You're, you're epic. You already have the Fortnite like, infrastructure. They could do that. They could. But here's the thing about Paladins. It's not going, Paladins isn't going anywhere. It's still, it's still a game that you can play. And so for me, I just I feel like, again, here's your, here's your library, and you have Fortnite, and you have Paragon, and you have some other games. I'm I, that, that that are part of your they're part of your library, but like, I don't know. I just to me feel like it's kind of like at least try to repurpose it or something, or 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 keep it going. Like, yes, or you're not it. you're not league. You're not yeah, or sell it if you're just gonna shut the bitch down. Is someone will buy it? Okay, if you you're not league, you're not Dota, you're not Heroes of the Storm. So you just told me that I'm number four. What about Smite? Okay, I'm number five. What about the new game mode in Paladins? Have you ever played Paladins? No, oh, I have okay. no idea. Exactly. Have you ever played Paragon? Yes. Oh, interesting. <laughs> Paragon's number five. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so number, f- like, it's okay to be number five. You can't be number one in everything. And Fortnite, you mean you're not even necessarily number one. You're going to be fighting PUBG for a long time, and you're going to fight everybody else that's trying to one up you now. Yeah. So like being number five over here and number one here and number like it's okay to have like I think about diversify right like diversify. Don't put everything in this one game, and then tomorrow Paladins releases Battle Royale, and for some fluke of a reason, it's a million times better than Fortnite. Well, Fortnite, Fortnite's dead in the water now, yeah. and uh, you let go That's of everything true. else you had, so you're dead. But you have to. And you also have to remember that. And Epic also here's the thing. Arena of Valor is going to come out, so then they're going to get kicked to six. Arena of Valor is hot garbage, and you know you no, don't even play it. It's great. You don't even play, I play it. it. You played more Paragon than you played of Arena of Valor. That's. Closely debatable, but probably true. It's true. It's 100% true. But, you're like, 
Arena of Valor, you're gonna you're like you're gonna play on the Switch. Is that what you're gonna play it on? Oh yeah, the Nintendo Switch, a MOBA yeah. on the Switch. Yeah. How has MOBAs gone so far for console-based games? One of them's got to get it right. I'm Man, saying, ask what Paragon. The, the biggest one is closing right now, so don't use Arena of Valor as the saving grace when the when this is failing. The only one that's had success is Smite Listen, on a console. When the Great Paragon falls, Arena of Valor will rise from its ashes and take over as the worst. Council mobile game. I actually heard they're going to port Battleborn to the Switch and it's going to have a new life. Get out of here with Battleborn. Battleborn, you both are battle. Okay, now that he keeps talking about Battleborn. Okay, you got me on your side. You want to know why? He talked about Battleborn and now I'm upset that Paragon's leaving. (laughs) (laughs) Because Battleborn is still a thing, yet Epic is going to let this go. You just said it's pretty. Actually, it played well. It what, did. There was there was, was it, I had I had a, yeah. my problems with it. But. Does it have balance issues and is the card like are, are parts of the game questionable? Yes, but yeah. could you not do? Could you not Overwatch it? Could you not take it back and say we're going to rehash this and we're going to relaunch it with how you think it should be playable? Yeah. Don't yeah you know don't like I guess for me is don't let it just die and instead is like it has some traction. It's not completely dead. It is not Battleborn. So like, can you not like? Try to rehash it or use some of the assets somewhere else, or at least, you know, that that's the thing. Instead of just saying, well, here's all your money back. We're sorry that we fucked up. Like, that's just, you just gave up. That doesn't give me confidence in the sense of Fortnite moving forward. It's like, well, when Fortnite starts to flounder, what, what's Epic going to do? Right. They're just going to give up? They're going to give up because they're going to have a new game. Yeah. Plus, plus, half the time, I don't think Epic cares. Like, they care right now because they have one of the hottest games in the world. But I don't think a lot of times they don't care because all they do is sell their engine to everybody else. Right. You know, you you buy their engine to build all these games. So, like, for them, it's like, yeah, if our games fail, we still sell our engines for other people to build their games. So we're still making money. I don't know. This, to me, just seems like a shitty move. They're doing it right as far as refunding everyone's money, but I feel like you're giving up too quick without really trying. Sell the rights to Riot and let them create a mobile base. Riot doesn't want this. They don't need it. I know, but they could just utilize it to make a console-based MOBA, too. Just sell it to 2K. They'll push it out on the Switch and it won't <laughs> even launch. The cutscenes will be... All Congratulations. Right, so. All You bought the game. It's called Crash. All it does is crash. <laughs> all it does is give you a seizure. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's you got great. download 20 gigs of patchwork to not have a seizure. I'm kind of bummed because I was super hyped about Paragon. And like I said, it wasn't a bad game, but... Yeah. yeah. All right, I wish so, I would have known in advance. I would have. I would have tried to pull out some of that old audio of you guys just being like, "Man, Paragon, we're really excited about this game." We had fun with it, yeah. and then it just, yeah, you know what? It was just like one day we were playing it, and the next day it was like, "What's Paragon?" Like, it, I don't, I don't even know what happened. It wasn't it like was, we got upset with it. it was, we just stopped. It was the card base system. Yeah, it was that card base system was really weird. We got into a, a routine where we could play the game, and we knew how we know how mobas work because we've played a little Dota, we've played a little Heroes, yeah. we play League, and we knew how that worked. And then the way that the card base system worked, there was no way for you to like make your champion any different aside from him just being the champion. Right. Like in League, you can go a crit, a damage, a lifesteal, uh all these different like builds to all of the champions so that you can customize every single game that you play. Yeah, true. In Paragon, there was none of that. Yeah, but could you not take Paragon back, rip the entire card system out, 
redo just that part and push Paragon back out as this new thing like like they've done with Diablo yeah, 3, I, like they've done I, with I, these games. I agree. I think they gave they it a second life. Oh, yeah. MOBAs are still a very popular genre, and you're just giving up on yours. Yeah, they've got this sh- super After shiny light bulb de- over here called Fortnite, and they How don't much care. development went into that game? That you're just sh- that you're just like, see ya, like that. To, it, I just can't. I can't imagine it. All right, so that's been our attack on the news. For these topics and much more, you want to go to gamezilla uh, gamezillamedia.com. You can you can read our blogs. You can listen to all the other podcasts. Everything's right there. So, but before we get into what Jazzy Fiddle has for us, we need to set Jazzy Fiddle up. We got to give him his epic voice that he needs to deliver his intro. So um, let's get that set up. Let's make All sure. Right. Make sure. All, right. All right. He's good to go. He's going to sound good. Jazzy, you wait. You wait until your intro. I swear to God. Here is eSports. Welcome to Summoner's Rift. So this is a little bit risky. Oh, my God, Freiburg. Are you kidding me? Ambition steals the Elder Dragon. Keep it to us, Jazzy. Welcome to eSports. I can't tell if anything's different, but you guys might be able to tell. Oh, hey! I love it! I really messed that up. Oh, my gosh, too! I want to do the whole thing in this voice. Oh, <laughs> so so we were playing with we were playing with this stuff. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> look at him. Look at him. Okay, okay, no, we're gonna do esports. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> so everybody, we were playing with this before Jazzy came over, and the idea was we were gonna give him this chipmunk voice, but you have no idea. So that 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 we were that we were having fun with that. <sighs> so go ahead, have, have fun, man. <laughs> okay. okay. In, In the, the world, world of esports, e- I can't do it. I can't do it. <laughs> it's too much. I'm gonna laugh the whole time, and I, I, I can't do it. I physically can't do it. So, anyways, going into this this weekend of esports between League and Overwatch, which are the two that we talk about most, there were seven teams that went into this weekend undefeated. Seven teams. Currently. There is only one team undefeated. Who is it, Jazzy? Tell us right now. Which team is the undefeated team? Why do you sound like a chipmunk, you piece of shit? This is great. It is the team from League that has the best top laner in the world in Hooney. Echo Fox. Honey's <laughs> trash, in fact. I've dragged his soul to hell and I took a big crap in his eyes and he'll never be able to play again. Fuck Honey! Honey, you're a big pile of garbage. Enjoy hell. I agree. Everything. Hooney is a piece of shit. <laughs> okay, we good. <laughs> that was super fun. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> we could do some cool like. Uh, oh, you haven't even seen the half of it. We, yeah. It turns out we have all sorts of sound effects built in this board that we've never used before. Oh, so we're gonna do some cool Patreon only like podcasts. Anyways, Let's do it. Uh-huh. anyways, yeah. Okay, so in league we have one undefeated team still in Echo Fox. Right behind them we have Cloud Nine, 100 Thieves, and Team Liquid. With Cloud three Nine. And one. Hey, where's your team at? Team Liquid. 
Uh, my team, uh, my team played well this weekend, but they only pulled one game out, so they are one and three. Poor them. Um, all three of the undefeated teams in Overwatch League lost this past weekend. Seoul Dynasty, New York, Excelsior, and the London Spitfire all lost a game each, so they're all still tied for first at five and one. <laughs> Uh, but on uh, the up and up, uh, Cable 2KX, do we remember him? You know, he used to be a video producer of the show. No, no, who's that? No, okay. Well, he, uh, just okay, kidding, Cable. so uh, Dallas Fuel fan, Cable 2KX. Oh, I'm sorry, um, Cable. Should be happy. They won a game. And they're no longer last place because the Shanghai Dragons still have yet to win a game. Oh, they're 0 6. And Poor the Florida Shanghai. Mayhem actually dropped to 1 and 5 as well. So they are now tied for second to last place. Oh, my God. Oh, Dallas. They got a. Find some fuel, I guess, or something. Boo. No, boo. Oh, yeah, boo. It doesn't boo. work. The, trom- boo. the trombone. Do- trombone doesn't work. Hey, Cassie, this is Bigfoot. I'm real as hell, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> told you. I fucking told you. He's real as shit. It was my favorite podcast I made. I made an iPod on the three twigs and a nine volt I found. I'm very intelligent and very crafty. Aliens left me here millions of years ago. Bigfoot out. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, there are seven teams that have qualified this past two weekends to play in the IEM Catalyst PUBG tournament. Those teams that got added are Team Kingan, Air Station Mike, the Avengar. Then over in NA, we have Optic Gaming, Cloud9, and Noble Esports making it. And then from the South American side of things, Chaos Latin Gamers. They will join the teams that are already in and invited, which would be Fazi Clan, Team Vitality, Ghost Gaming, Method Gaming, Team Solo Mid, and Tempo Storm. Hey, speaking of Team Solo Mid, how are they doing in League? Team Solo Mid doing in League, not so good. In <laughs> PUBG, they're doing great. So hopefully they can uh, pull through and do something at IEM here. But uh, we do have all of the teams ready and locked and loaded for that. And um, I don't remember when this is. February 24th. There you go. Cool. Well, uh, other than that, this weekend we had a giant uh, E-League, the Boston Major, which is the CSGO tournament, and um, there was a team that went into this basically ranked fifth. They didn't stand a chance against some of these huge CSGO teams, and they upset everybody and win, and that is Cloud9. Yeah, <sighs> you get rid of Shroud, and guess what? You're better. Yeah. <laughs> how does that work? I don't work? know how, does how that even happens. But, yeah, but congratulations uh, to Cloud9, Cloud9 for pulling everything. out the Boston Major over on the E-League there. Just, yeah. Uh, other than that, the uh, topic that I want to bring up with you since we've gone over scores and like who's won some of these tournaments around the league is uh, an article I pulled up about a 100 Thief CSGO player named KNG who got uh, basically released from 100 Thieves for using offensive and inappropriate language on his Twitter account. I've seen this along with multiple other team members getting suspended, banned, like let go in the probably the past month. So what is your guys' thoughts on like 
the professionalism of being an esports player? Like, do you think that kicking them off the team is too much? Do you think that maybe there should be a fine or rules and regulations for these organizations? Before we get too deep into the nuts and bolts of this, I want to say, in its essence, professionalism is an act people put on to make money. That's flat out what it is. And you know, you go to the you go to work, you act professional so you can make some money and everyone can get along and money can be made. So like when you look at the heart of like being professional in various aspects of life, that's that's what the end goal is. It's to, it's to make money. So so with that being said, um, video gamers want to be pro gamers. Video gamers want to make it their career. And if you're going to make it a career, uh, you're going to work for someone. And you work for an organization. Be it C9, be it 100 Thieves, be it uh, – I forgot who, who uh, what organization was that had the Overwatch guy that just got you know in trouble too. Like, Dallas. Yeah, Dallas. Dallas Fuel. So I, for me, it's like I, don't, I have no pity for these people, first of all. You should have common sense that you every move you make is being is being watched right now. You're a streamer. You're a streamer, you're a pro gamer, like you know people watch you do everything. So yeah, you go on Twitter and you and you mouth off and you say something you shouldn't say. And your organization over there that's owned by the Cavaliers. You think an NBA player can go do can go do that? Without without any without any pushback without being in trouble they might not get kicked off the team because th- because they're paying them a lot more money than you because you're right. just a gamer right now and guess what your league isn't the NBA okay so yeah they might get suspended they might get fined they might get all this stuff right now you you're nothing I'm sorry but you're a gamer you got an opportunity to be a pro gamer and make money and have a career and you blew it because mm-hmm. they know that. Unless your name is Faker, unless your name is like the few people that are truly special right now in that world, they can go find another one of you, a younger one of you that is better than you. So, like in all honesty, you need to be careful. That- Grim-, Grim always tells me the same thing. That's why I have to act right. Yeah, exactly. Fun. I'm surprised yeah. you're still here. I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> <laughs> but it's all. I mean. Pro gaming is such a small window anyways that for you to go and mouth off and be – and I'm not saying this kid's not going to get another opportunity somewhere else. He might find himself on another squad here this season for all I know. But don't be stupid. Like like you're – if this is what you want to do, you need to act, you need to act right. And, and that's across every platform that you're going to present yourself on. And you know what? Yeah, that wasn't the case before there was a franchise and before there was these teams that were owned by by sports organizations. It, this is that next step that we talked about. How how are the Olympics going to take gaming seriously and one day allow them into the Olympics is when kids that want to be in this situation don't act like morons. Mm-hmm. Do you see the top gymnastics, you know, um, gymnast in the world act like this? No, you actually see them live a life where you're like, God, you, do you have any fun? Do you eat? Do you like like those are the questions you look at some of these athletes that are in the the Olympics because they are more grown up than my 34 year old self. Okay, so like to me, if you want to be taken seriously in this industry, you wants to be taken seriously, and you want to see esports grow, the players have to grow up, and they have to have a professionalism, which means these organizations have to have people in place to teach these kids how to act right. Yeah, for sure. I mean, hockey players, NBA players, baseball players—they all have people 
that walk up to him and punch him in the face, basically, and say, you should have never gone on stage and said that. You're in trouble. Mm -hmm. Next time, you say this, and they hand him a piece of paper that's word for word what they're going to read the next time a microphone is in front of their face so that they don't get in trouble. Or if they're smart, they just say, I'm just here so I don't get fined. <laughs> yeah. You can play you, you can definitely play that fence, you know, but at the same time you can't go out and say racist things, sexist things. You can't yeah. do that and expect you're going to be playing next week. It's yeah. just not going to happen. Th- I think they they lose fact they lose the fact that they're in spotlight now. Like before they were a professional gamer, they would go out and have a drunken night with their friends, and they'd tweet about it, and just their friends would see it. Well, guess what? Your friends already know you're an idiot and say stupid <laughs> stuff, yeah. all right? Now you've become a professional gamer, so you go out, and then you have the same like feelings or opinions or whatever it is. You have to be careful when where you're going to put that, because... In the past, you're like, oh, I'm going to go throw this on my social media, and, and all my friends are going to laugh because they know I'm an idiot. Well, guess what? Now when you throw it on your social media, thousands upon thousands of people see it, and, they're gonna judge and you. all of those people don't know who you are Yeah, because you're on the internet. Yep. And the second it's something that's a sensitive topic, you are not, you've now alienated yourself. You've made yourself look bad, and guess what? An organization doesn't want to side with you. They don't want to sit there and say, oh, we're backing him 100%. And then they're going to like, oh, 100 Thieves you know, is racist. Right. Especially a brand new team. Like, they're brand new. Yep, brand new. They're trying to establish a brand. And you're the one over there wrecking shit. So, yeah. yeah. No, no. I feel, you know what? Get rid of them. Yeah. Not worth it. Yeah. Not worth it. I don't it. feel bad at all. That's all I have for esports this week. Shout out to Chops again for getting us some cool 100 Thieves gear. And for those... Who want to act out in esports? It doesn't sound like Jazzy's voice. Change it. There we go. Stop, Stop it. it. That's perfect. Perfect. Yep. You're Jazzy. making the industry seem super, super toxic, and you're the reason why esports is not considered a sport in Dead Eye Eyes. So I like how he raised his voice yeah. when the voice raiser raised his voice more. Yeah. I don't get it. I don't get it at all. Super effect. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't high enough for me. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh. All right. Well, that's eSports. Thanks, Jazzy Fiddle. Um, and that, that honestly wraps up our show. We don't have a uh, Monster Bus because all the games just came out. So Monster Hunter World's uh, World, great game. Yeah, buy it. Drag- Dragon Ball Fighter Z, great game. Yeah, buy uh, it. You know, um, WWE 2K on the Switch, not good. Not good. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Probably a hard pass. Celeste, Celeste on the Nintendo Switch. I, I want to play really, Celeste. Yeah, yeah, getting really good reviews. So that's my next buy for Nintendo Switch. I think when I finish up Axiom Verge, I'll probably play Celeste. Yep. So I want to play the Owl game. I might buy that. Owl Boy. Owl Boy is in a couple weeks. Oh, S-H-U. oh yeah. I thought you meant Owl Boy, which comes Owl, out. Yeah, Owl Boy also comes out in a couple days, and that's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so uh, let's wrap this uh, things up. Let's uh, have a, a reminder of where people can go to support us. They can go to patreon.com slash GameZilla Media. Show your support to the greatest podcast on the internet right there. No, we're, we're the greatest. Listen. I didn't say anything. What are you talking about? <laughs> you get early access, tenured rewards, the potential to win a video game off of us every month. Yeah. That is patreon.com slash GameZilla Media. And you get to be on this ticker. Look at You get to be on this ticker like Jazzy Sucks. I'm pointing at it right now. If you're on twitch.tv slash GameZilla Media, oh. you need to put Jazzy Sucks, and then the next person needs to sign up and say, lots of dick. Lots of dicks. 
And then the next person says, Fall money! We're waiting for you. All right. <laughs> wait, wait, wait a second. Let's, see, let's hear those coins, those evil coins. No, oh, I did it wrong. Oh, I keep doing it wrong. Evil coins. <laughs> yeah, we can even we can even affect our sound effects. Oh, that's yeah. out of control. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's bad. Mind you, we went through all like twenty five effects and then and all the sub effects too. So that's why the show. That's why the the studio is still a mess. The show really wasn't ready. <laughs> we spent like forty minutes. <laughs> we were just, <laughs> yeah, just sitting here. Yeah, yeah. There, uh, there's literally there's forty minutes of, of Grim and I trying to sing bullets and hose. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. In in different voices. Also, watching you poop and pee. Lots of lots yeah, of that. Watching you poop and pee. And of course, uh, that I saved it all. So uh, maybe there'll be a Patreon <laughs> exclusive. Yeah, throw down that cash. <laughs> we need money. We don't have a sponsor anymore. <laughs> so please give us money on Patreon. We we have bills to pay and we need your help. That was my desperate plea. <laughs> Please give me your money. <laughs> this is going to be me in a 2020 interview talking about the dirty things I do on the streets to support this podcast. <laughs> Barbara Walters, I'm very ashamed of the things I did to support my podcast. So don't make me live that life. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, let's talk. Let's just remind everybody about our other shows. If uh, you're into retro gaming, every Thursday you can tune into The Legend of Retro where they pick a specific game and teach you all about it uh, with Shops, Xander, and Craig WK, a man in that show. And you can listen to all of our podcasts on gameslowmedia.com, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Overcast, Google Play, wherever it is you listen to podcasts, we're probably there. And if for some reason you listen to podcasts and we're not, let us know in the Discord and we'll make sure our podcast gets put on there. Man, what's that uh, one with all the swords and goblins and stuff? What's that called? Uh, swords and goblins. Oh, and dragons. <laughs> <laughs> Noons and Dragons every Wednesday on um, all those same great locations. Um, Noobs and Dragons is our is our Dungeons and Dragons adventure podcast. You get to travel the world that Craig WK has created with Jandar, Tilly, and Alistair as we uh, try to figure out how we're all losing our uh, minds and, and everything that's going on in this world. Uh, but yeah, we, we have a good time with that show. We just had a recording session that... Uh, I can't wait for people to get to those episodes. Yeah. My God. Yeah. All right. Well, um, and then, of course, uh, GameZilla Alpha, Jazzy. You know, GameZilla Alpha is the greatest It sucks. You know what? Let's just stop it. Let's just close it down. Since sliced bread. <laughs> All right? Nobody likes sliced bread, so. Yeah, so yeah. it's done. Sorry, guys. I like guys. sliced bread. The last GameZilla Alpha has happened. We're, we're going to close shop. Yeah. Just kidding. It's actually been doing really well. Uh, the, the the interviews and the the hot topics have been uh, have been on point. But you're you're one topic show. You know, one hour long. We focus on one item. A lot of times, it's chosen uh, chosen by you in the Discord. So if you're not in the Discord, get in the Discord because there's a Gamezilla Alpha channel, and uh, you can. Uh, influence the show by uh, suggesting topics, items to talk about, and things like that that we always are paying attention to. So. Yeah. Not only a topic, but if you know somebody. Do you know somebody that's in the gaming industry? Do you know somebody that does podcasting uh, for video games? Do you know somebody that's in design trying to make video games? We would love to talk to them, get them on the show, and see their, see their end of the world. Yeah. If we could get 
a Sasquatch researcher. Could we go off topic from video games for one episode? Maybe a Patreon exclusive for that. Yeah, I'd allow it. I'd just keep Capcom flashing in the background. Yeah, right, you know? it counts yeah. as video games. Though. Yeah, there you go. Perfect. Yeah, but 100%. 100% I allow it. <laughs> Jazzy's shaking his Jazzy, head. And Jazzy has to, like, yeah, sure, whatever. It's my show. Okay. <laughs> then, uh, you can have some idiot on to talk about no, cryptos. No, go ahead and do it. I'll take a week yeah. off. <laughs> <laughs> but all the podcasts are available on gameslomedia.com. We appreciate everybody that listens to us, hits that subscribe button, downloads every week. Um, you know, heart emoji, poop emoji, leave a comment. It helps us so much as far as growing our reach uh, in each platform. So thank you so much. You need to share the podcast with your friends. If you play video games and you've listened to this podcast for more than five minutes and thought to myself, thought to yourself, oh, this is enjoyable. I'll continue listening. That probably means you know people that would also like to listen. So uh, simply just recommend to your friends, grab their phone out of their hands and just download an episode onto their phone for them. It's uh, the great service that you can do for them. Do it, I command you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So um, with that being said, I think we got everything covered except for our stream team. So please don't forget, right now you can look. If you look down, you'll see GameZilla Media as a community. You can click on that community and you can follow it. And that will link you to all of our streamers from Testonomics and Sheriff of Patties to myself and Jazzy Fiddle. If you're looking to watch Sea of Thieves close beta or some more crazy Fortnite building all the way down to uh, first person shooter Overwatch, uh, retro games with the glitch and indie games with myself, things like that. You need to follow this community. You need to follow these individuals and uh, you know, make sure to show them some love, support them, throw them some bits, give them a subscription, whatever it takes. So thank you to all of our streamers GameZilla Media Stream Team has been a great uh, a great thing that we launched here in 2018, and we look to build it out through this year. So, uh, and then lastly, if you are a streamer and you want to get integrated with us and with the stream team, just contact us uh, via Discord, private message, however it is that you want to get a hold of us through social media, uh, and we'll uh, we'll take a look. So, all right, um, with that, I don't think I have anything else. This has been episode 193 of the GameZilla podcast. I want to thank the Evil Dead Deadite uh, for being on the show. Extra evil this week. <laughs> and as always, I just want to thank Jazzy for being Jazzy. Yeah, it was really great being here this week. Yeah, yep, yep. Okay, cool, great. All right, guys, well, thank you for hanging out. We will see you next week. And until then, <laughs> game, game on. on. But Sasquatch is for real. <laughs> no, he's not, man. Think of what's real. Fake news. What about Littlefoot? No, my man Littlefoot, Spike, (laughs) Petrie, Ducky, Sarah. He's more real than Bigfoot. Land before time. (laughs)